the start of every bull rally in gold stocks has usually been preceded by investors, generalist investors coming into the space. And that's what we're seeing now today. Talking to me about this and more is Frank Holmes, CEO of U.S. Global Investors. Frank, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. And uh, my theme for that question for you is it's, it's amazing that bad news is good news for other industries. Absolutely. Let's, uh, we're going to talk about the economy and the uh, historic Bitcoin happening uh, later in this interview. But first, I want to get your thoughts on the mining sector and gold. We're seeing historic levels of inflows into gold-backed ETFs in April. Tell us about this trend. Well, you know, also, David, which is un unexpected, is the number of active traders that have opened accounts at Schwab and at TD Waterhouse in the U.S. in the past quarter is over 300,000 each. Uh, and I know from my Jets ETF, I was told 20,000 through Robinhood. So what's happening is that we're getting many more retail investors opening up because they're bored with the coronavirus stay at home, and they're now trading stocks. And I'm sure that's the same thing in Canada. And they're looking for where there's growth and there's opportunities. And gold clearly and gold stocks are attracting new eyeballs. Absolutely. And we're seeing this year, year to date, gold miners outperforming the general equities index. So the GDX, the Venex Vectors Gold Miners ETF, has outperformed the S&P 500. Uh, tell us about that, because offline you were saying how they've generated exceedingly well in terms of free cash flows. Well, one of the key things for the generalists, they're not the gold fund managers, but the generalists, is they look for revenue growth. So the last quarter over the past four quarter average and cash flow last quarter over the past four quarter average. And they look at free cash flow. Does the company have a free cash flow yield? So what happened a year ago this time, most of the gold stocks had a negative. When you look at the 100 gold producers we look at, had a negative real cash flow return. However, the S&P 500 was 3%. So they would prefer to buy anything that's free cash flow. This past quarter has been a game changer. We now have gold rallying for three years, and we have many big gold producers promoting and telling the story, like Newmont and Barrick, that they have free cash flow. Uh, Yamana in their press release say they have free cash flow. That attracts the generalist. And that is a key factor of the huge amount of money that's gone into Barrick and Newmont. Now, you've talked about earlier how the generalist investors are coming into the space. Is this trend going to continue, Frank? Well, I believe so, because this quarter that we're in now is going to also be just horrific for the past year and the past quarter. So we're going to have back-to-back -back quarters are going to be falling revenue per share, falling cash flow, and no free cash flow. Gold stocks, on the other hand, look beautiful. And you know, David, I love the royalty companies. Well, when you take a look at this past quarter, those three big amigos, Franco Nevada, uh, Wheaton Precious, and Royal Gold, threw off $400 million in the quarter for free cash flow. That, that's really significant because the S&P's revenue and cash flow collapsed. Are you at all surprised that the miners performed so well during, uh, this year, despite many shutdowns in mines around the world? I mean, we have seen energy prices come down, which has reduced or fixed costs. But overall, have their margins improved? And can you see this trend improving as well? It's a great question. A couple of weeks ago uh, with the Denver Forum, uh, there was a, a conference where you could do one-on-ones with all the CEOs and uh, get an update of how they're dealing with the coronavirus. 
Uh, and what's interesting is that anyone that had a slowdown in their production and revenue, it was offset because gold was up for the past uh, month and a half uh, going into the quarter. So that really offset, so they end up coming out flat. Uh, and on a relative basis to the S&P 500, wow, it's far, far greater. And what really shocks me, David, is Canada. Canada's pension funds and institutions uh, are about 1% of gold stocks waiting, whereas the index itself is pushing over 6% of the overall TSEX as waiting. And I believe you're going to see a shift now because many of these journalists look for rising book value, rising cash flow, the normal metrics, and the gold stocks have it. We've talked about the generalist investors. I've heard an argument that a lot of retail investors now are experiencing a cash crunch because of the crisis and they don't really have enough money to invest into gold and equities. Do you agree with this argument? Well, I think there's always a certain portion of the population that lives month to month to paycheck. But I, why, where did all this money come for opening accounts? How, how could there be over a million new accounts for online trading in the U.S. in the quarter alone? Uh, so other studies have shown that a lot of people took the checks they received from the government, from the CARE Act, and they've added it to their 401ks and they added it to their savings plans. So I, I don't know if I really buy into that because there's been so much support in the U.S. to help the economy chug along. Okay, great. Now, your own fund, the GoAU ETF, has outperformed the VanEck GDXJ, the junior mining ETF as well. So tell us about how you managed to do that. What makes your fund unique? Well, it is a, first of all, it's 30% are royalty companies. And royalty companies have high free cash flow. They have a motor around their business. Uh, and they have the highest revenue per employee. And so that's a unique special business model. The other portion of it is a very concentrated bet on companies which have the highest revenue per share growth, the highest cash flow per share growth, a free cash flow yield, highest cash flow returns on invested capital is a very critical factor. And we dynamically reset that every quarter. So a dumb merger dilutes the revenue and cash flow per share. It's out. It's gone. We sell. We sell it, uh, and we just sort of we call high grading it, and that's how it's done. It. Interesting enough, we've outperformed the GDXJ, but this is the first time we've really not outperformed the GDX, which is predominantly the big cap, and they are dominated by Newmont and Barrick. And for, interesting enough, Newmont and Barrick have free cash flow yield, and they're telling that story. So that's really been the biggest drive for the overall the GDX. Now, why do you think investors have rushed into the gold mining space this year? Is it because gold prices are sufficiently high? Last year, a lot of miners were looking for that higher gold price level for investor interest to come back. Are we there yet, or does the price of gold need to be higher still? Well, I think it's a combination you know, of real negative interest rates. Even in the U.S., the real rates are two years is 10 basis points, and inflation is more than 10 basis points, so you have a negative rate of return. That's always does well for gold. And gold's uh, CEOs are more disciplined and organized on driving these metrics I've talked about. So I think it shows up and people will just start flowing money. The wisdom of crowds model, it's going into gold stocks. And gold stocks are way undervalued relative to the stock market and way undervalued relative to bullion. So I think it's a cherry picking. We also had a phenomenon at US Global with our Jets ETF. This is an ETF 
that was going sideways and all of a sudden assets fell, like the stock prices fell 50% and a half a billion dollars came in that ETF, a betting on a V-shape or a U-shape return on the economy. So that, that, that idea, that concept of bad news is good news for other asset classes. And more people are coming into trade, so we're seeing a million new traders come in looking at where's their growth or where there's going to be a big bounce. And gold is clearly there. And we have peak gold for supply, and the supply side is going away. There's more investment demand coming in for it, for bullion. Uh, it's driving higher gold prices. It's very difficult and expensive to explore and develop a new mine. So I think it's one of the sweet spots of a position. And talking to the bankers, uh, they're telling me that the generalists are now coming in buying these new bot deals. Uh, and that's also a, a positive signal. But that's predominantly in Canada. The U.S. is yet to turn. But I believe this quarter behind us is a pivot point. Okay, let's talk about the economy now. You mentioned negative interest rates. The Federal Reserve has announced this week that they will not be lowering rates to negative territory. Uh, how do you see this? Do you agree with this view? They're negative anyway. Who cares? I mean, uh, two-year, 10 basis points? Come on. 10-year, uh, 60 basis points? Please. Inflation is more than 60 basis points. Uh, and, and all of the supply lines have been greatly disrupted around the world. Just look at the price of gold. The airlines is down. They ship physical gold between London and New York. All of a sudden, there's no flights going. The cost of, has to go private. So the cost of a private jet goes from 30000 to 300000 Physical price of gold goes to $130 an ounce. Uh, and so supply lines for meat, supply lines for a whole bunch of products have all been disrupted. And we're going to get these huge pockets of inflation in different areas of the economy. How is this going to affect the price of gold, Frank, in the short term? Look up. <laughs> Look up. Finally, we'll, let's talk about the Bitcoin happening. Um, quantitative easing was happening with uh, the, the, the real economy, while at the same time we're seeing the reverse happening for Bitcoin. So how is this going to affect the fundamentals for the cryptocurrencies? Well, I, I think that the halving on a historical basis, the first halving uh, had an exponential move over the next four years for Bitcoin prices. Uh, then we had another having, and what does that having mean for for your listeners? Is that when you go and validate every ten minutes a Bitcoin transaction, unlocking this sixty-four digit code, and you get paid in brand new coins or virgin coins, and and so that reward has just been halved, uh, and that means supply is being restricted. But the overall demand for Bitcoin is growing. More and more users are coming in. Uh, uh, I can go on with the whole list, but it's really important to recognize that the drought for Bitcoin bottom when JP Morgan a year ago in February came out and announced their own stable crypto coin. And that coin, they stopped talking trash about the industry and all of a sudden it took off. Uh, and I, so I believe that we're in that, that wonderful sweet spot where Bitcoin can go to twenty, thirty thousand dollars based on historical cycles. Naturally, past performance is no guarantee of future results, but the pattern, the concept of restricting supply and growing demand is uh, projects things to higher prices. Look at Palladium last year. Uh, Palladium went up uh, from 1000 to $2,700. Uh, everyone was shocked by it. Well, why? Supply was falling, but each year demand was going up, and all of a sudden, at a sweet spot, boom, it takes off. And I think that's going to happen with gold this year.
Fantastic. Last question, Frank. I know you're bullish both Bitcoin and gold. Which do you prefer? Uh, this is not a preference. I'm, you know, I was trying to launch a ETF in the space and I couldn't. And I was fortunate enough to be introduced to a Hive, which is the first industrial scale mining company, and that we don't have an anti-money laundering problem or a KYC because we mine virgin coins. Uh, and it ushered in big business in Canada for it, uh, and it's the most liquid name. So to me, it's like a product having a gold product like GoAU. Uh, or it's like, for us, that's the way we look at it. Uh, but I'm really thrilled that we're in, in Quebec. And even with this meltdown and the shutdown of people not being able to go to work, we were able to buy a beautiful facility just outside of Montreal. That's fantastic to hear, Frank. And uh, I wish you the best of luck with that, uh, that endeavor. Thank you for being with me today. Appreciate your thoughts. Happy investing. Remember that golden rule. You got to have 10% in gold and rebalance every year. Don't forget that golden rule, guys. Thank you very much, Frank, and thank you for watching Kitco News. We'll have more for you, so stay tuned.